Cargo Cult is a production of Radio Nemo West. Cargo Cult is all about the movies, books, music, and moments that help shape the lifestyle of not only the trucking industry, but also the American obsession with being on the move. What if something just like jumps out in front of you and you have to stop? Don't. What was that? A monster. Host Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn engage in a wild, free-form discussion with folks from both the transportation and entertainment worlds. I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a show that's all about the journey. So far, we're doing fine. Hadn't got a call. And now your hosts, Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn. Anybody moves, kill them. And then the moment uh, William Holden says that at the opening of The Wild Bunch, they freeze the frame. And underneath <laughs> it, it says, anybody moves, kill them. And we see the name directed by Sam, Sam Peckinpah. What a way to open a movie. What a remarkable movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. A friend of mine and I, a friend of yours as well, too, now, uh, she and I watched uh, Philip Kaufman's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right, the 1978 right, right, right. remake. And by the way, Sasha, who is our producer, who is to my left, uh, I don't make a lot of recommendations in regards to horror movies. I would recommend you watch it's available on HBO Max Philip Kaufman's 1978 remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers is literally we talked about the promised end you know the King Lear thing oh, this Donald is the, Sutherland's the just, end of that movie and yeah. that movie is the end of the 60s you can right. make an argument I, I'm getting off sidetrack here you but I, the, but <laughs> But I'm Jimmy Mack, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I'm Justin Wellborn. And uh, Justin, of course, is uh, an actor of some renown. I am a radio host of some renown. And this is Cargo Cult, movies, books, music, and moments that not only help shape the lifestyle of trucking, but also that great American obsession with getting out there and being on the move. And we are finishing up a three-part sequence on, um, well, we started off with the Killer Elite, which wasn't part of this equation. <laughs> well, it was kind of derivative of the Sam Peckinpah conversation. And Easy Rider, a little bit of Wild Angels to Peter fond of movies did a well. nice job by the way guys you should really check out uh, the, the previous cast because Justin does a pretty terrific job at the end kind of managing to work in Wild Angels which for some reason I was able to kind of avoid talking about it's <laughs> and why movie. wouldn't you it's a Roger <laughs> Corman stinker man about the hell there's so many swastikas but at the same time it, uh, it it's a reference movie it helps me reference Easy Rider it's a baseline it, it, it lets me understand that well Peter Fonda made Wild Angels, and that's what opened the doors for him to be able to make the deals that became Easy Rider. And and that is the industry. That is the entertainment industry. Even if it's not, well, this was the best movie that we ever made, but one way or the other, this is who you met doing it. It's the connections that were able to get the, the money and the favors and bring people together so that you can make a cultural icon like Easy Rider is is born from Roger Corman's The Wild Angels. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. And look, here's the deal too, guys. This whole three-part series we're doing in the midst of uh, cargo cults is about freedom. We're talking about the idea, the filter of freedom for the great American adventure, the hero's journey, the idea that it ends with the hero is then allowed to be free. But that's also the beginning kind of objective push. The, the genesis of it. The genesis is I want to be free. I right. don't like my current situation. And for all the people out there who are truck drivers who are listening, um, that in many ways is what drove them out on the road. 
growth. There's a big movement, by the way, in trucking right now. Uh, the industry is graying. And for a while, they thought it was aging out. They thought, oh, no, we're losing drivers by the droves as they all begin hmm. to retire. What has happened, though, they found is they, they still need to do younger replacements. A lot of people, and we run into them at conferences, will be like, this is so relatable to the Wild Bunch, too. This is so wonderful. 38, 39, 40-year-old men and women come to us and they say, I got tired of being behind a desk. Yeah. I got tired of being in that it. factory. Yeah. I had to I, get out. I went and got my CDL world. and I'm mm-hmm. out there driving a truck. And in a lot of ways, the four main characters in the wild bunch feel a lot like those folks out there right now. So you talked about baselines, right? The idea that we had to watch the wild angels to give us a sense of what e- easy rider feels so original, so fresh. And so does Sam Peckinpah's amazing Western, the wild bunch. We're like, where in the hell did this, there really is a sense of it. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde feels that way. Although if you go back and you watch the French new wave, like shoot the piano player, you go, Oh, that's where you got it from. Yes. But, but you know, easy rider feels so remarkably fresh and it is because it's a synergy between stuff like the exploitation of the wild angels and then using French and Italian neo-realist new wave techniques not to mention before i forget about easy rider oh, like, cinematography is yeah what you're talking leslo right, kovacs right, right. is who shoots it and he is right. from the hungarian new wave kovacs that's a great story too 15 16 years old and he and a guy named vilma zygmunt who's the cinematographer for the deer hunter by the way and one of Robert Altman's favorite cinematographers, they both as teenagers shot the Hungarian uprising and then were able to get out of the country when the Soviet tanks rolled back in. And they brought that sort of can-do, on-the-street energy to those movies. Pretty cool. Okay. So we're, we're talking about the Wild Bunch here. and I wanted to set a baseline. Just like watching the Wild Angels does that for Easy Rider, go back and watch Ride the High Country, which is a good movie. A very good movie. Matter of fact, a borderline great movie with uh, Randolph Scott. Can't remember the name of the second actor. They're both, but they're, it's the same model. It's two aging actors. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. One of which high... seems to be a peck and paw theme. Guys from another age that are now stuck here, and I'm sure many people can relate to that. And where one of them is reduced. One of them just... is reduced to doing uh, Wild West shows. Bill, you know, kind of Bill sure. Cody Wild yeah, West yeah, shows yeah. and Ride the High Country. But that's important too in this. But it's not just the movie as a warm-up, but in the same way that Wild Angels made Peter Fonda a counterculture star, Sam Peckinpah, the infamous Sam Peckinpah, saved his career with Ride the High Country. Mm. 62, Mm -hmm. he has become one of, like Dennis Hopper, one of the great enfants terribles, you know, (laughs) terrible infants. uh, He was a longtime television director. He comes from the same sort of stable that Robert Altman does. A lot of, there are two, what is it? There are two parts to the uh, late 60s, early 70s American film explosion. They're either from film school or they are author pen, Robert Altman and uh, Sam Peckinpah and the like, all of these television directors who learn to shoot fast. Sure. And by sure, the way, sure. Peck or, and Paul, or George Miller. And, yeah, and Peck and Paul and <laughs> George Hopper, Romero. George I'm sorry. Romero. Yeah, yeah, Peck yeah. and Paul and Hopper, they both worked on the Rifleman. Oh, right. Uh, and, 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 and took that work. And this was the system. You went week. through television. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, does, yes. does that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, have you really seen that, by the way, Sasha? That. Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie? Of course. Okay, well, in a lot of ways, that movie, if you see that movie, it kind of really informs all the stuff we're talking about today because Sam Peckinpah, who directed The Wild Bunch and would go on to direct a, a couple of other American classics, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid with music by Bob Dylan, um, the the famous straw dogs with Dustin Hoffman. 
he comes from that world that Rick exists in, that he is one of those TV directors yeah. um, who ends up kind of parlaying that into making movies. And Ride the High Country is what happens when somebody is given a B-Western and has talent. Yeah, and it goes crazy. at it. And it's crazy. And it's like, if you watch the end of it, the end of Ride the High Country, these two old, tell me this sounds familiar, two old guys, both wounded and shot to hell saying, there's only one way to do this, what, go straight at them. Go straight And they come it. up on their feet and, and Peckinpah does this kind of, you know, the bad guys on one side. One of the bad guys in Ride the High Country is, um, you may know him, Warren Oates. Sure. Warren Oates, who actually is one of the Wild Bunch. All right. So we're talking about the Wild Bunch, though. We're getting there. We're going to get there. The Wild Bunch is a story of four aging cowboys read, led by a guy named Pike, played by William Holden. And um, their gang is being pursued by a group of bounty hunters led by one of the former members of their gang who has worked out a deal, which, by the way, is the plot of Red Dead Redemption. Uh, just to kind of it, just it really, to throw that in, just there. to kind yeah, of throw that sure. in there, because it's a great. Hey, if, trope. if you're going to take, take from the best. Take from the best, and they um they're in pursuit of them, and the wild bunch is set up in an attempt to rob a bank in a Texas town. They realize that the game is over in Texas, and they decide to cross the border into Mexico, which they say, heck, it's all just one big part of Texas. And they cross into Mexico, and in crossing into Mexico, they run into this um really right wing scumbag backed by the kaiser sort of military dictator mapacho mapacho played by and, ernesto fernandez yeah, and they have a member the fifth member of their gang is um um half native american angel. half hispanic angel who right. is a great guy and who, the other guys are ernest borgnine and ben johnson yeah Right, right, right. What, what, what's, wait, so it's Pike and what's Borgnine's name? Uh, I can't remember right out the Get up, you lazy <laughs> bastard. Yeah, it's But just, they've obviously been together for a while. And when you remember that William Holden was a was an iconic star, that lantern jawed. I mean, he's a, he, he does Bridge Over the River Kwai. And, you know, he's just absolutely from the, the Star Hall of Fame. And, and, and in this, he's he's run down. He's over. His day is past. His back hurts. Yeah, his back hurts. <laughs> he's he's aching, man. You you don't look at him and go, this is an upright dude. No, this this guy's done some bad things. He's made some poor choices. Poor choices. <laughs> he's made some poor choices. And, and they, that poor choice ends up really screwing him in Texas. And 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 they make a run forward to Mexico. And and it it really does seem like they're having to just pick up the pieces. Thanks for listening to a preview of this episode of Cargo Cult. Like what you heard? Hear more from Jimmy Mack and Justin Wellborn exclusively on the SiriusXM app. Subscribe today at SiriusXM.com.